All right. Good to see you today. Welcome to our Journey Through Scripture, our Tuesday edition. My name is Philip Thomas, pastor of Journey here in Elgin. And uh, we are uh, still in the book of Ezekiel. We're going to be looking at Ezekiel chapters 20 to 24 today. So 20 through 24 of Ezekiel. Um, we're at that kind of in-between time. Ezekiel, remember, he is in exile um, in Babylon, and he is continuing to uh, to prophesy uh, to the uh the people who are in exile to all the other Jews and the Jewish leaders who have been taken into Babylon. Um, they have, uh, they're hoping that God is going to deliver them quickly from Babylon. Um, this is the in-between time between the time that the exile has happened. Uh, but the, but Jerusalem has not been destroyed yet, but, uh, it's, it's about to happen. So Babylon about 10 years after, uh, the exile begins and, and they, uh, Babylon takes all of the people um, from Jerusalem uh, to Babylon. Then he goes back and puts Jerusalem under siege and destroys Jerusalem. And uh, so uh, in, ver- in chapter 20 uh, of Ezekiel, we have the leaders, the elders of Israel who uh, are in exile. Uh, they come to inquire. It says uh, the elders of the uh, of Israel came to inquire of the Lord and set before me. It's talking about uh, Ezekiel. Now, it's important to, to understand what's going on here is Ezekiel wasn't hiding. He, he would be out giving his messages um, and things like that. Uh, but now they're coming to inquire of him. That, that, that was seen in other cultures as well, that you would kind of go and inquire of the holy person to try to get a blessing, um, you know, that, that you were, you were hoping to hear something good. Um, so you kind of get the feeling that that's what's going on here. Um, and it says, verse three, son of man, speak to the elders of Israel and say to them, thus says the Lord God, have you come to inquire of me? As I live, says the Lord, I will not be inquired of by you. Will you judge them, son of man? Will you judge them? Then make known to them the abominations of their fathers. Right. So, so it's kind of like God knows what they're desiring. Um, and he's, he's like, I've been telling you what is, is happening. I've been telling you why this is happening. And still you, you can't get it through your thick head. Uh, I will not be inquired of by you. Uh, and he says, Ezekiel, tell them again the abominations of their father. So if you read through chapter 20, it goes through and how the the people were delivered from Egypt, but then they uh, held on to their idols and they uh, kept, uh, fell back into the patterns of their uh, forefathers. Um, Getting to verse 18, but I said to the children in the wilderness, do not walk in the statutes of your fathers, nor observe their judgments, nor defile yourselves with their idols. I am the Lord your God. Walk in my statutes, keep my judgments, and do them. Hallow my Sabbaths, and they will be a sign between me and you that you may know that I am the Lord your God. Right? So he, again, this, this idea of uh, we see it throughout the Old Testament of how important it is that we are only following the one true God and that we follow his statutes, right? What, what he has laid out for us how we should live. We follow uh, his principles, uh, not not worldly principles, not the principles of another uh, faith. We follow the principles of God, uh, and that we do not get seduced uh, by the the idols of the world. Uh, it continues to to go on. Uh, I, 
thought this was uh, verse 23. Also, I raised my hand in an oath to those in the wilderness that I would scatter them among the Gentiles and disperse them throughout the countries because they had not executed my judgments, but had despised my statutes, profaned my Sabbath, and their eyes were fixed on their father's idols. Therefore, I also gave them up to statutes that were not good and judgments by which they could not live. And I pronounced them unclean because of their ritual gifts. And they had caused all their firstborns to pass through the fire that I might make them desolate and that they might know that I am the Lord. It says, therefore, son of man, speak to the house of Israel, say, thus says the Lord in this too, your fathers have blasphemed me by being unfaithful to me. Um, so, so not only, uh, you know, they had despised God by despising his statutes, by despising his judgments. And that verse 25 says, so I gave them up to statutes that were not good. So now they're, they're following an under law that is not good, that will not be beneficial to them. Um, you know, that, that's the thing is, you know, people like to, to say, oh, we don't want to follow rules. I don't, you know, the, the Bible is just full of rules and all of this stuff. Well, you, you are going to be under some system of statutes. Uh, that, that is just a, a fact. Um, it will eventually catch up to you if you try to live your life, um, with, without following any principles. And there are principles that are good and there's principles that can, can work uh, against God and can work against you. Um, and, and so what God is saying there, um, and he's probably kind of referring to what has, what happened with many of the Kings and some of the, the things that they started doing that actually hurt the people, um, because the, the people started to rely on the Kings. And so the King could then wield their power and it hurt the people. And now they are actually under the statutes of Babylon, right? So the, that these, these statutes are not, not necessarily all for their good. Um, so be careful whenever we decide, you know, I'm kind of done with this God guy. He, he seems to be, uh, placing too many rules on me. Well, you're going to then go and under another rule system. Um, and it may not be for your good. God's statutes are for your good. Uh, the statutes of the world are for the good of the world. Um, not for the, for your good. Um, continue on. Uh, it, it always talks about that God will eventually restore, um, that he will bring, bring Israel back. Um, and, and I, I thought this is starting in verse 33. It talks about that of how he will bring the people back and plead his case and, and kind of give the people the option are, okay, now you've experienced, uh, this separation. Are you willing to serve me? And, uh, verse 39 is a powerful one. It says, as, as for you, O house of Israel, thus says the Lord God, go serve every one of you, his idols. And hereafter, if you will not obey me, but profane my holy name, no more with your gifts and your idols. All right. See, so the people had been trying to do play both sides, right? Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll worship God whenever that's appropriate, but when things don't go the way that I want to, then maybe I offer a sacrifice to Baal. Um, you know, kind of, kind of, yeah, let, let's go ahead and, uh, make sure we, we appease, uh, multiple gods, uh, just to cover our bases. And what God is saying is no more. Either you go and you worship your other idols or you worship me. Um, don't, don't come back here 
and pretend that you're going to worship me uh, when you're 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 also worshiping the God of Baal or whoever it may be. Um, that that's a a powerful statement and one that makes us a little uncomfortable because uh, we we kind of live in a time where we. we it's like, oh yeah, there's there's truth in in all different religions, and there's truth in all deities and gods and things like that. And and while there there can be elements of truth, obviously found in in all kinds of different religious practices and things like that, um, there's only one true God, or at least that that is I I have made the decision that I'm I'm following the one true God, and we have to be careful because our society doesn't doesn't really approve of that. It, it feels like that is, is being disrespectful to people who don't believe uh, the same way. Well, you have every right not to believe the same way. Um, but at some point we have to choose if, if, if we're going to choose the God of the Bible, then it's the God of the Bible and only him. So um, don't, don't mix him in with others, right? Like <laughs> um, I, I think, I think that's, that's very important for us to understand and to think about. Um, you know, God isn't just, you know, the, the God of the Bible and how we worship God. Uh, he's not just one of many, many paths to God. Um, no, you know, he is, he is the only one true God. Um, you continue on, you see, uh, uh, uh chapter uh, 21. Um, talks about Babylon, how Babylon, the sword of Babylon is going to come against, uh, the, the people says, uh, thus says the Lord, behold, I am against you. I will draw my sword out from its sheath and cut off both righteous and wicked from you, but because I will cut both the righteous and wicked, uh, from you. Therefore, my sword shall go out of its sheath against all flesh from the south to the north that all flesh may know that I, the Lord have drawn my sword out of its sheath and it shall not return anymore. Sigh, therefore, son of man, with the breath breaking heart, and sigh with bitterness before your eyes. And it shall be when they say to you, Why are you sighing? That you shall answer, Because of the news when it comes, every heart will melt, all hands will be feeble, every spirit will faint, and all knees will be weak as water. Behold, it is coming, and shall be brought to pass, says the Lord God. All right, so, you know, the 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 harshness and the of the re, of the situation and the reality uh is brutal by the end of chapter 21 it it talks about that that God will also uh hold accountable uh other nations as well um chapter 22 uh talks about the sins of Jerusalem uh, again verse 3 then says thus says the lord the city sheds blood in her own midst uh that her that her time may come and she makes idols within herself to defile herself you have become guilty by the blood which you have shed um, by the, uh, and have defiled yourself with idols which you have made. You have caused your days to draw near and have come to the end of your years. Therefore, I have made you a reproach to the nations, a mockery to all the countries. Those near and those far, will you, know, you will mock you as infamous and full of tumult. Uh, right? So this is what uh, is coming for Jerusalem. Uh, in verse 17, you have kind of a, an illustration, a metaphor of, uh, Jerusalem being burned, uh, like in a furnace and that God is, is stoking those fires and, and heating up, uh, the, the furnace to, and, and it uses, you know, as men gather silver and bronze and iron, to, uh, in the midst of the furnace, uh, to, to blow fire on them and melt it. So I will gather you in my anger, right? So that the, 
all of that is being refined. Um, right. So, so God, even whenever you melt all of those elements in a furnace, um, what it's doing is it's refining, it's getting out all of the impurities. So God is, is getting rid of all the impurities. He's trying to, to refine them, but the process is going to be difficult and painful. Um, chapter uh, 23, um, uses a metaphor of, uh, two harlot sisters talking about Samaria, so, so the northern kingdom, and Judah, uh, Jerusalem, the southern kingdom. Uh, so you can read through there. It talks about just how each sister um, became the harlot and and left its uh, first love. Um, in verse 35, because you have forgotten me and cast me behind your back, therefore you shall bear the penalty of your lewdness and your harlotry. And then it talks about uh, uh, verse 37, for they have committed adultery and blood is on their hands. They have committed adultery with their idols and even sacrificed their sons whom they bore to me, passing them through the fire to devour them. Moreover, they have done this to me. They have defiled my sanctuary and on the same day profaned my Sabbath. For after they had slain their children for their idols on the same day, they came into my sanctuary to profane it. And indeed, thus they have done in the midst of my house. So again, a reminder that many of these pagan idols and included child sacrifice. And it appears that the people had participated in that and would both sacrifice their child and then try to also uh, come and worship the one true God. I mean, it just, you know, uh, pretty horrific stuff. And, and God is, he's done with it. Um, you can continue to read there. It just talks about, uh, you know, how, uh, the, the sisters will be judged just as the northern kingdom has been judged and Jerusalem is about to be uh, destroyed. Um, chapter 24 um, uses kind of a symbol of a cooking pot uh, to, to, again, show what God is going to do, how he is going to bring about uh, judgments. Um, the last part of chapter 24 is is talks about how the people will mourn, and it actually uh, Ezekiel's wife dies, um, and God God tells him not to to mourn in the traditional way. Uh, it says, "Son of man, behold, I take away from you the desires of your eyes with one stroke. Yet you you shall neither mourn nor weep, nor shall you uh, your tears run down. Sigh in silence, make no mourning for the dead. Bind your turban on your head, put your sandals on your feet. Do not cover your lips. Do not eat man's uh, bread of sorrow." Um, so he, he spoke, uh, it says, so I spoke with the, to the people in the morning and at the evening, my wife died. And the next morning I did as I was commanded. Um, will you not tell us what these things signify to us that you behave? So, so the people are seeing how he is not mourning in the traditional way. Um, and, and he basically says that is how you shall mourn, uh, as Jerusalem is, is destroyed. And I, it's kind of a a tough one. I don't know exactly what uh, is happening here. You know, uh, I think, you know, as, as Ezekiel's wife dies, God uses that to be able to, uh, you know, kind of uh, this lesson of, um, and in telling the people, you're not going to have time to, to mourn, right? The people are in exile. Um, you know, it, 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 this is going to happen. Prepare yourself. Um, you know, God has been trying to prepare the people for years and years and years and years that this was going to happen. Um, and so it, it does say that you mourn privately. You're going to mourn in different 
ways. Um, but, but you also know this is a result of your own sinfulness, of your own behavior. Um, that the, the people don't, don't act, uh, like you didn't see this coming, right? To the people of, uh, of Israel. God has been warning about this. Um, so it's, it's kind of interesting and it's, it's just, it's very sad, uh, cause this is a sad situation. There's, there's not much to, to be cheerful about. Um, and you know, and, and a lot of times we read this and we say, goodness, God, what, what is he doing? I mean, is why is he so, so harsh, but God has been giving years, decades of warning that the people's behavior is going to lead to this moment that they had to change their behavior, change the statutes that they were following and follow him and him alone. And they just continued to refuse and continue to go their own way. And so now they are just in the sad situation. Um, and you know what? Mourning's not going to help. Grieving's not going to bring you sympathy um, because now they are uh, feeling and experiencing uh, the judgment of God. All right, so for Thursday, let's uh, look at Ezekiel chapter 3 through 7. Let's do 3 through 7. And then probably 3 through 7 and 29 through 31. So 3 through 7 and 29 through 31. All right, hope to see you on Thursday. Have a good week.